Welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. And this is episode 96, and we're talking about Killer Instinct for the Super Nintendo. Hello, my name is Daniel Carroll. I hope everyone is well, and I apologize for this show being a bit late. Things have been a bit hectic with work and stuff like that, just general life. It's Christmas time. It's soon to be Christmas, but I will make sure episode 97 comes out before Christmas Day. So you're going to get two shows this week, which is pretty good. I hope everyone is well. I hope you're all good. It's absolutely sweltering here in Australia. I'm physically dying. It's that hot. I think we've been getting to nearly 40 degrees, which has been absolutely lovely. Bushfires have started. Don't worry, I'm safe. But yeah, all good fun. This week, I am joined by Mr. Raging Demon from the Command List podcast. He's come down to talk about Killer Instinct. Now, this game originally started off as an arcade. Started off there, and then as like Model Combat and Street Fighter did, it whittled down its way to consoles. And unlike other big fighting franchises this one hasn't had a lot of love unfortunately we haven't seen much of killer instinct its last iteration was on the xbox one and that was about 10 years ago so we are due for another killer instinct and there haven't been many compared to like the mortal kombat's the street fighter the tekkens i think there's only been about three so not many at all but this was the first one that hit the consoles and it had that illustrious black cartridge which we can all remember which looked absolutely sick at the time and it was something nintendo should have really continued to do with those multicolored cartridges because there weren't many i can think of maximum carnage was one and uh, this and i can't really think of many others i don't know why turtles didn't do it for tmnt4 that would just should have been a like a bright green that would have been an absolute banger but no they definitely missed an opportunity with this one now if you are here just for the chat with me and raging demon go about half an hour down the line and you should be around about there but first i've got to get the plugs in yes because they help put the lights on this place wherever you listen to this show please give it a five star review please tell me i'm great please tell me i'm good please tell me i'm rubbish whatever you really think and also follow me on retro wars x.com forward slash retro wars uk and also over on the youtube page just give it a little subscribe it takes like 10 seconds to do that and it helps me get to that magic a thousand if you want to support the show financially, you can do over at patreon.com forward slash RetroWars, where for $1 each month, you get access to your own show called DLC. And this could be top 10s, modern day game reviews or gaming events as a bit of a sneak peek. And this is episode 69, nice, where I'm talking about the game awards and really just getting angry. And with having no E3 now, these this is it, essentially. This is all we get, the Game Awards. And I kind of feel like if, when it comes to the Game Awards, you show off the best of the best. Like, it has to be absolutely huge level of stuff. And it shouldn't be anything that's a new IP, which nobody's got no idea about and can't get hyped about. And that was episode 69 and the Game Awards of this year. Now, episode 70, considering it was a bit of a rant, I'm going to talk about characters in gaming that annoy me. So it's going to be the top 10 characters in gaming that absolutely drive me insane. And I'll make sure to put a link up so you guys can get your thoughts in as well. Now, to let you know that 5% of all our Patreon fund each month will be going to a UK charity called Get Well Gamers. And they help provide games and consoles to 150 children's wards across the UK. 
And so far, we've raised about $9, which will be going this month. And I know that's not much, but hopefully over time, the more patrons come on board, the more we can make this grow. And eventually, hopefully, get to the stage where we can start donating again each month. That'd be great, wouldn't it? If we can just start donating. Say if we got to the stage like $40 a month, we can start really donating one game, two games a month. Even if it's secondhand, that's what the charity are after. If you do want to donate any games directly, the link is in the description below and the charity would really appreciate it. Now, additionally, for your money, you get the chance to access our own Discord, where you can just chat about anything. You get the chance to message me one-on-one, -on -one, take part in 16 Bits of Nonsense, Survive or Die, DLC, or comment on our Game of the Week, and I probably won't be able to say your name correctly. Right, that's the plugs. Let's get into our first section, which is our letter section, and we call that 16 Bits of Nonsense. So 16 Bits of Nonsense is our letter section where you guys can pretty much ask me whatever you want. First up, Raging Demon. He says, good job on answering the question last week, mate. You answered correctly. I was a little worried you wouldn't get there for a while when you started calling the question names and getting angry at it. Well, yeah, that's what I do. Here comes another question. What's a franchise you want to see make a fighting game? Like, I mean a good one. Not like Masters of Tara, because I can't even pronounce that word. Or Urgaze. Oof, those garbage. Yeah, Urgaze is garbage. Do you know what? I was thinking about this. I don't, really ha I don't think I have an answer. I genuinely don't think I have an answer, which is a bit of a cop-out, but I I'll, I'll explain why. I was going through some of the franchises in my head like that I like. like. I was like, oh, Sonic. Well, we have Sonic the Fighters. It's not a good game, but we have it. Uh, so like Final Fantasy. Well, we have Dissidia. I was like, fuck, a Pokemon. No, we have Pokken. I was like, Mario, Smash Brothers. I was like, fuck. Everyone's, all the main franchises that I like have kind of got a fighting game. They may not be very good, but it's like, yeah, shit. Could you say Zelda? Well, that's going to get wrapped up in Smash Brothers. And a lot of things, that's the problem. A lot of them are going to get wrapped up in Smash Brothers. If you could say Donkey Kong, yeah, Smash Brothers. Pokemon, obviously, Pokken, and Smash Brothers. I was like, fuck. Bloody Smash Brothers just killed this whole argument, hasn't it? I was like, oh, Tekken. I was like, oh, shit, then no, it's already a fighting game. You can't use that. So, honestly, it's a proper cop-out rage, and I'm sorry, I don't have an answer. Because I can't see what would make a good fighting game. So you could probably give me a few examples, but I'm really struggling to think, basically, it's either not been done already, or it's not been covered by Smash Brothers. Bastard. Fucking Sakurai covering everything, ruining our dreams. I'm really, really struggling. I genuinely am. I can't think of one. I'm sorry, that's a cop-out. Maybe you could do Pokken. Maybe you could do Pokemon or Final Fantasy, but not in the way that Dissidia and Pokken have done them. If you want just the straight fighting game, I'd probably say one of those two games. But it'd have to be, you know, completely like how... You know, like a normal Tekken Street Fighter rather than how Dissidian Pocket did it, which is like that open area thing. That'd probably be my only thing, but I don't know. Would you count Dissidian Pocket? I probably would say they're already fighting games. All right, Captain N says, If Mario, much like Mario RPG, made a proper fighting game into the likes of Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter, who would you put on the eight playable character roster? You have to take into account that M. Bowser, oh, M. Bowser <laughs> will be the main boss and unplayable until the DLC is released later that year. So I, there's a lot of questions like this this week, and I actually did make a list. And it, sorry for Mario, it's a, it's a cop out. It really is because Mario's kind of easy, and you just kind of look at Mario Kart 
if you're looking at the base roster, so it's like Mario, Luigi, Yoshi, Donkey Kong, Peach, Wario, Toad. And I was thinking, oh, do I put Daisy in? But I went with Rosalina. Just because I thought, I was thinking Mortal Kombat-wise, Rosalina probably have better fatalities than Daisy would. Like, you look at those characters. Mario, it's Mario, isn't it? Luigi, his fatality would be using the Hoover. Yoshi, he'd eat them. Donkey Kong, he'd smash them. Peach, he'd shove an umbrella somewhere. Wario, probably run them over with the uh, with his motorcycle or car. Toad, probably infest them. And Rosalina, probably use that little star thing to just absolutely obliterate them. That's what I was thinking. I, but I was like, shit, there's not actually that many Mario characters apart from then going to like the bad guys like Cooper, Goomba, and all that palaver. I was like, ooh. So yeah, I didn't do D. I didn't do the um, the bosses, but yeah, I thought Mario was a poo on that front. Sorry, Captain N. Sorry. Chris Goblin says, Chuck's Saturn Outback Smut Lord, yo, low Saturnia. Fucking Saturns. If you could make a fighting game roster with only characters from the JRPGs, who is your selectable eight and who are your four bosses? Again, I wrote this down because I needed to think. Okay, so this is my opinion. It's very clear. Obviously, Cloud, Final Fantasy VII. He's obviously going to be in there, isn't he? And I tried to keep it one per game. And I could just go Final Fantasy IX, Final Fantasy everything, couldn't I? So I went Steiner, Final Fantasy IX. I thought Steiner would be pretty cool. It's like beefy sword character. Like, if you're thinking from Rock from the Soul Calibur series. Um, Red from Pokemon. I thought Red would be cool. Like, he never actually fights. He, he doesn't, does he? He just sits there in the background. And yeah, he can have three different combat styles, much like he does in Pokemon. Um, I picked Ivy from Fire Emblem Engage just because I love for Ivy. I think she's her design is absolutely the tits, and she'd be like that magic user in a sense of she mostly works with projectiles rather than usually actually using her bare fists. Um, from Chrono Trigger, I picked Frog. I could have picked Chrono, but I thought, yeah, no, because you know you need a bit of diversity. So Frog, because Frog's cool. Let's be honest, Frog's the Frog's makes sense, doesn't he? A little frog with a big-ass sword. I think that's fucking badass. You can't deny that's a badass thing. Uh, from Final Fantasy XII, I went Ash. Now, maybe people think, Ugh, Ash. I actually like her character. I like her design. I think her design's one of the best in all of Final Fantasy. I genuinely... You know, she up the main character into Vaughn. But she made Vaughn shit. And I didn't like using them. I used Ash instead. I was like, so what does that tell you? She's such a good, well, it's better character than Vaughn that the main character gets displaced and go, nope, not playing with you anymore. Um, from Final Fantasy IV, I went Ridia, who is the summoner. You may think why pick summoner, you know, why pick Ridia instead of maybe Yuna? Just because Ridia's cool. She goes from a little kid to big kid in the space of the game, so maybe you could incorporate that. Like, she can go like, little Link, big Link, maybe do something like that. And finally, I went with... <laughs> Lady Bo from Paper Mario, or Lady Bow, however you want to say it. Because she's fucking awesome. She's damn right, laughs her head off and just slaps her enemies. That's what she does in Paper Mario, just gives them a bitch slap. Boo, 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 boo. I thought that'd be so cool just to see this little um, ghost slapping the shit out of people. As for your four boss characters, so Sephiroth's an easy one. I think because Sephiroth is so goddamn cool. I think Kefka has to be in there because Kefka is the best gaming video boss of all time he is i hate to admit that he is he's a fantastic character <laughs> professor oak from pokemon because he's the all he's like uh, sauron from lord of the rings he's the all-seeing eye he sees everything and tells you off whenever he gets the chance and then i've picked luna from lunar <laughs> 
Why? Because it becomes goddamn awkward when you're playing Lunar that she goes from like her normal clothes to no clothes. No clothes at all, and surely she's not even 16 or 18. This is really awkward. And I just love to see how the sensors would really do that. It's like, oh shit, they put a little girl with barely any clothes. Again, this isn't a personal preference, but I just think that'd be quite funny just to see the sensors shit themselves about what they're going to do and how they're going to dress her. Honestly, if you go back to the Lunar episode and we, me and Chris talk about this because she starts with normal clothes and all of a sudden she becomes bad and her clothes become too. Holy shit, that's not legal. That isn't, no. Shouldn't be allowed. So I just love to see how they were trying to differentiate that between the West and the East. It just it, 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 it tickled me. It really would. And finally, Dave McGee says, Dear Danny the Big D, you are tasked with making a, a team to fight the Saturn Smut Squad. No, the Smut Squad. Get this in your head for the rights of Retro Wars. You can pick anyone you want with one stipulation. They must be real people. Who do you choose? I was going to have a big thought, thought about this. I only need one person to beat you bastards. You, this fucking Saturn Smut Squad. Just the Saturnians in this group. That's Chuck Norris. All I need is Chuck Norris. He'd scare the shit out of you. You wouldn't even come out your little boxes. You'd stay there and be pooping yourself. You would die. Bloody of suffering of suffering and eating your own poo. You'd suffocate on your own poo because you wouldn't be able to come out your box because you'd be so scared. The poo would just get up there and you'd die because Chuck Norris is so scary. We got that. I got there in the end. We're going to suffocate on poo. That's what the level of this show. So, yeah. You freaking weirdos. Eat your poo. <laughs> oh, God. I've I've got problems. All right. That is our letter section. Let's move on to our new section, which we call Patch 96.0 is our new section where I've been looking what's been going on in the week of gaming and give my thoughts about it. Now, I'm going to get this off the top of the bat. I know I said last week I wasn't going to talk anymore about it, but I feel I have to because more light has come with the completionist. Holy shit, his career is done, donezo, gone. Absolutely gone. Two reasons, two things that have happened. Um, his career is over. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely gone because... Um, Gerard and sorry, not Gerard. Carl uh, Jobst and Mudhara released the whole audio call. They released the whole fucking thing. It's about forty-five minutes long, and Gerard is not painted in a good light. He is shitting himself as he should be during this call. And even one point, he openly well, he tries to suggest, "I'm not trying to look at giving you guys money or anything, but that's not what this is." Who the fuck says that? Who the fuck makes that sort of sentence if you're not trying to bribe somebody? He was testing the waters to see if one of them would go, oh yeah, I'd be open to money. It's You listen to this and you go to me, he's not done anything wrong. He knows he's in the shit. He knows he's in big trouble. He's kind of trying to begging them, don't release it. I've got mouths to feed. I've got 20 mouths to feed. You know, I don't want to basically besmirch my mother's legacy. I'm sorry, you should have... You did that yourself. 
you did that from your actions. The other stuff that they talked about the golf chart, that's going to get come out on the audit. But your actions of that, the fact that you had $600,000 and you sat on it for 10 years and still claimed you were receiving, you basically still claim that you were making comments that we are giving it to other charities. It's outrageous. Outrageous. And they called you out. Do you know what? They called you out on it in the call. They actually called you out on it and said you just need to give the money to the charities that you said you have given to. That's previously never been released, but you can hear the tone in his voice. He's shitting himself, and it's unbelievable that afterwards he's, like, panicking and, you know, oh, he's coming out in his own video and threatening them. Absolutely insane. So this call, it, everyone should listen to it. If you want to make your own opinion on it, listen to it, and then you can make your own choice. But I think that's it for him. Uh, and the other thing I thought that was quite damning was that um, Sea of Stars, he was actually a character. He was a guest character, like an NPC. And they've removed him from it. And I think that's pretty damning because he's quite good friends with the director. And for them to remove that, I think that's a big statement. I know that Gerard has a lot of um, links with Nintendo as well. So I think that's going to kind of die. But yeah, I don't think we'll ever see a completionist video again. I just genuinely think, I think the whole... I don't think the channel's going to disappear because it's still income. But I think that's going to be the end of it. So, yeah, that's all I want to say on that. Um, I don't think anything more is going to come to light over the next month or so, a few weeks, unless we have the audit. But that's going to take time. So, yeah, leave it as that. All right, E3 is permanently cancelled. That was meant to be the big news. That was meant to be the big news of the day. Because basically, they said after two decades, they've decided to end... And ESA president, Stanley Pierre-Lewis, has come out and said, we know the entire industry, players and creators have a like, have a lot of passion for E3. We share that passion. We know it's difficult to say goodbye to such a beloved event, but it's the right thing to do, given the new opportunities our industry has to reach fans and partners. So what he means by that is simple, the internet. The internet and the state of plays, the Nintendo Directs, um, they are basically killed, E3, which is a shame because I've just talked about the damn Game Awards and basically what happened recently and how it was one big advert, and that's not what that thing should be. It should be for the odd big reveal, not for just as an advert thing. I would love to see E3. I still think there's a place for it. The problem is, is that you don't get the big boys. They don't turn up. PlayStation won't turn up. Nintendo won't turn up because they would rather have their own spotlight rather than having to fight against everybody else. And that is simply the end of it. You need money for these things, and there will be a lot of money. Like I've just been to PAX in Australia, and well, I went quite a few weeks ago, and that was great. But again, that was a three-day event, and there were so many different people apart from just uh, major companies. There was indie developers, there was board games, there were people trying to sell technology like keyboards and anything. There was game events being held. There was so many different things that it wasn't just showing off new games. And I would like to see E3 come back. I just can't see how it will. Until you can get the big three on board again, it's sadly just not happening. Um, this was a shock. The Last of Us multi-game player has been cancelled. It's like, oh. So... Basically, Naughty Dog uh, were meant to be doing a Last of Us event, Last of Us multiplayer, and I was really excited for that. Uh, and they've they've scrapped it. Basically, they've come out and said, in ramping up to full production, the massive scope of our ambition became clear. To release and support The Last of Us Online, we'd have to put all our studio resources behind supporting post-launch content for years to come, severely impacting development on future single-player games. So we had two paths in front of us. 
become a solely live service game studio or continue to focus on a single player narrative games and define Naughty Dog's heritage. And I get that. I do get that. Because if you do make an online player game, like an online multiplayer game, you do have to continually make the you know extra stuff. Look at like Final Fantasy, for example. That's a prime example. Final Fantasy fourteen is continually churning out new stuff. So they'll have a whole separate studio just doing that. And maybe Naughty Dog obviously isn't the same size. My only argument is that you should have realized this from the off. You should have understood. You must have understood these paths haven't just appeared in front of you. These paths would have been there from day dot. So why did you decide to take that left path while not not knowing, oh shit, this is going to be this massive project? Don't come out with me and say, oh, these two paths have come to us now. No, 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 no. They were there right from the off. Gaming has been around so long where you've known this was a thing. Online gaming, games like World of Warcraft, for you know, that's been around for donkey's years. So that would have been your base research. You know, that you would have known this would have been a thing. You would have known that shit. This is going to take a lot of our resources should we go down this route. And you went down that route to begin with. So don't give me that two-path bollocks has just appeared. Like, I'm glad to see you're going to make single-player games, as you should. Maybe I would have been excited for The Last of Us. Like, just keep The Last of Us multiplayer as multiplayer for the actual game. Because Last of Us 2 didn't come multiplayer. Last of Us 1 did, and people love that. Just keep Last of Us multiplayer. People are still playing that. People are still playing The Last of Us multiplayer. Do you know why? Because my mate Tom asked me to go on. And I went on a few months ago, and me and him had a few games online, and people are still playing it. And I was so shit at it. It was outrageous how shit I was at that game. Oh, fuck. I need a lot of practice. I'll tell you that right now. Now, experts have come out and said the Switch 2 might not be able to run GTA 6. I'd like to think that's, you know, it's not. It's not going to run it. I don't even know why people are even debating this. The Switch 2 is not going to be as powerful as a PlayStation 5 or the Xbox Series, whatever. It will never be. Because otherwise, they'll win the market. If, this, if, the, if the Switch 2 is more is, is just as or more, then it wins the market. Because people go, what's the point of me playing in a PlayStation if I can just play a, a super powerful console? But the Switch is never going to be that. The Switch is always like a little bit of a downgrade because you get that accessibility because it's a handheld. And Nintendo make it up because their games are so goddamn fucking good. That's how Switch and Nintendo get around with it. There is no way... Well, it might come out. GTA 6 might come out. Does GTA 5 come out? I don't think it has. If GTA 6 comes out for the Switch, it's nowhere near going to look as good. Not at all. It'll be as if you're playing Hogwarts, and Hogwarts looks very different on the Switch than it does on the PlayStation. Let me tell you that right now. It's going to be that sort of thing. If you want the experience, you get it on a main console. You do not get it for the Switch 2. I, I know the specs haven't even come out for the Switch 2, but there is no way. There is absolutely no way you will have the power of the PlayStation 5 series whatever in your hand. Absolutely no fucking way. Just I'm just telling you now, no, it will not. It's a very quick story, but no. Uh, talk about GTA 6, the Florida Joker has threatened a lawsuit. Uh, so his name is Lawrence Sullivan, and basically he's arguing that um, he his appearance in, well, he, there's a guy who looks very similar to him. And he's basically come out and said that GTA, I'm giving you the biggest free marketing you've got in your entire history of running this GTA game. For what? 
for that, I want an extra million dollars. You're all talking about, you're all taking forever to respond to get back to me. GTA, we've got to talk. You think I'm playing. You've got three days. Three days before my lawyers go crazy on this case. This is not like little Lindsay Lohan case. I've got hard evidence. Hard evidence. You're not going to win, mate. Lindsay Lohan didn't. So why are you going to win? And I don't think you're backed up with you know respectable lawyers. Lindsay Lohan probably was. I get my lawyers. Just fucking listen to you. Who do you think you are? My lawyers. Shut up. You're not going to get anything from GTA. You get fuck all from from Rockstar. Don't pay him. Don't pay him, Rockstar. Take him to court. It's just another guy with face tattoos. Simple as that. Fucking move on. All right. Zelda boss hints that traditional linear games aren't coming back anytime. And he basically is talking about the Zelda games. You know Zelda games, how we've had it. It's always like get the three MacGuffins and then go get eight more MacGuffins in like a basically A, B, C, D, E, you know, you got the pattern. And he's basically saying those adventures of old will be coming back anytime soon. So this is E.G. and Amora. He says, um, basically, look, he wants to say that the current Zelda does have a set path. However, the path is chosen by the player rather than the designers. It's like, fuck, just give me eight dungeons. It's all I want. Just give me eight dungeons. Like, I know Breath of the Wild, you can go wherever you want, it's your choice, but I, I just like my eight dungeons. I like my eight dungeon MacGuffin. I do. They play in Link Between Worlds. Oh, it's great. Like, I've got Link's Awakening on the Switch to play the remake, and I will probably crack things, because I just need some normal Zelda. I just need Zelda like that. Just give me that. Please. Breath of the Wild's good, don't get me wrong, but I just get bored of exploring. I do. Maybe I should just go over the story bollocks, but I just know someone will go, oh, you've missed so much of the game. There's so much underworld and overworld for you to explore. I'll be like, oh, fucking okay. Fine. Fine, I'll go explore. And then also, finally, with Zelda, last story that we're going to go through, uh, he come out again and said, well, they were talking about our oh, Link and Zelda dating, and he said, this is what Zelda is. This is what a story is. It's what the game is. And he wished to leave the it, it's the interpretation of the players. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, just fucking tell me. Are they boning or not? People want to know. People always want to put them together and ship them. Are they boning? Behind the scenes, if they, you know, when the cameras go off, what's going on behind the scenes? Just tell us. Come on. Maybe not for the young ones. That's, no, 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 no a bit inappropriate. Just adult ones, please. All right, that is it. Let's move on to our free section, which anyone can play, which is called Stick It Up Your Jinjo. Before I go any further, I just need to give a quick shout out to those supporting this episode. Now, back when I was little, my late grandfather taught me how to play chess. I'm forever grateful for his wisdom and it was some of the fondest memories growing up. And now I've got the perfect chance to teach this legendary game to my little one with Storytime Chess. Storytime Chess is a board game that teaches chess to young children using silly stories, vibrant illustrations, custom chess pieces and a unique chessboard. The stories and supporting materials communicate the rules of chess to children ages 3 and up in a way that makes learning chess simple and fun. Best of all, no chess experience is required, which is great for my wife because she hasn't got a clue. Storytime Chess uses a colourful set of characters in a multitude of stories, helping children learn the game. Each story focuses on the wide chess pieces that move the way they do, and are supported by activities that cement chess knowledge in your child's mind. Little Hiccups is getting a copy at Christmas and I can't wait to start teaching her. Go find Storytime Chess through your search engine or your local store, and thank you very much for supporting this episode. And now, back with the podcast. Uh-huh. 
Stick It Up Your Ginger is our free section, which anyone can play, and it's where I put posts up on Facebook, and I want to hear about your gaming wins or your gaming successes. Tyson Bifferet, I butchered that, he says, I shit my pants in my Rough Riders chair. For the rest of the day, I'll be rolling dirty. Thank you. The next comments are invalid as fuck. Teehee, laugh my ass, my brethren, tis the time to laugh with joy, but be wearing diapers. What the fuck? Xmas veal was not my responsibility, nor will it be. Fucking string carrots, fucking string carrots. Pinto beanos ain't shit short. Kid, I'm not cleaning your bath. Happy holidays, have your dick. What's that got to do with gaming? Oh, oh, I see what I mean. You basically, your whole... Oh, you actually did probably shit yourself. Holy shit. <laughs> okay. Um. Right. How did you poo yourself in the chair? You're an adult. You're not a baby. How did you poo-poo yourself? Tyson. No. What do you mean you pooed yourself? No, no. Like, did you have a bit of, like, you gambled with a fart and you lost? Or did it come out like sloppy jet? I don't know. No, 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 no. Wrong. Wrong, sir. John Silipek says, I re-downloaded my time at Portia and became addicted all over again. It's such an incredible, very much under-the-radar game. It's a mix of few genres and has a good variety of types of gameplay. But the core is you are building a workshop and... Oh, fuck. There's meant to be a Seymour and I forgot to press Seymour. <laughs> That's on me. <laughs> Sorry, John. <laughs> I forgot to push this. It just literally read an an Seymour. <laughs> Sorry, John. I will find the original comment. <laughs> um, James R. Stuchley said, I finally beat two childhood games, Tiny Toon Adventures on my NES and Babs's Big Break on Game Boy. Do you know what? A bang. We've just recently, James, we've just recently recorded a Tiny Toons Adventures game. I think it was Buster's looks for the tre- or not Buster Big's adventures. When he looks for the treasure, me and Chris have just recorded it like about a week ago. So we are getting a Tiny Toons episode. I've not done Tiny Toons Adventures on the NES or Bab's Big Break on the Game Boy. I've not done them. One day we will get to them because we've got to try and cover every single game ever. So James, when that episode comes out, I hope you enjoy. It. I don't know when it's coming out, but we have it. We have it in the backlog. Will De Santos says. I've been enjoying Disney's Illusion Island on the Switch. I'm about 50% through, and it's a lot of fun. It's a modern Metroidvania with beautiful hand-drawn graphics, highly recommended. Now, I've talked about this. I did talk about this game uh, when I first saw it, because I did think it looked good. So I was hoping someone would give me a little bit more on it, and I, was, I didn't realise it was a Metroidvania. Okay, I thought it was a platforming game. Maybe I'm interested. So will I, I will look at that and go, ooh possibly interested now thank you will i'd like to see that so we need to keep an eye on that one we really do okay let's move on to our final section which is our final patreon one and it's called survive or die hey listen
Survive or Die is our final Patreon section where each week I get two games, franchises, characters, and I have them knelt before Mr. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who is wearing an Earthworm Jim suit holding Shao Kahn's hammer, and I ask the question, which one of these should die and which one of them should live to fight another day? As we are talking about Killer Instinct, and they have a dinosaur in there called Ripter, I wanted to look at what other games had a dinosaur, and I went with Alex from Tekken. And as I got mentioned in the comments, it's not Raptor, it's Ripter. I should know these things. I really should. Oh, God help me. We got a good few responses here. And as I said, I usually have my mind made up, but I am prepared to listen to you guys. Captain N says, Considering someone close to me is the name Alex, I'm biased here. Also, Killer Instinct is a rare fighting game I did actually play. So I'm going to kill Ripter because she isn't a clever girl. I have been informed by other that you've got to name, you got the name wrong and I'm embarrassed for the both of us. Yeah, see... Yeah, I know. He said Raptor. I corrected you there, Captain N. Yes, it's Ripter. I know. I'm sorry. Raging Demon says, uh, well, actually, it's Ripter. Fuck, there we go. You auto-corrected, mate. It matters not. Alex Windmill Punch Ripdoor. Alex Alex Windmill Punches Ripdoor. And Mr. Morgan performs a mercy swing with Sharkhan's hammer. Seriously, Tekken is dope. No disrespect to KI. I love that too, but Alex is awesome. I can understand that. The wind-up punch from Alex is so good that backwards and square. Eh, eh. That's all it is. And we've recently just recorded um, Tekken Tag Tournament, me and Jake McCauley, and yes, that got mentioned. <laughs> Fucking love that little punch. Christy Copling says, Wait, is this a serious question? Alex is a lovable Tekken character. Look at those boxing gloves. They're adorable. And it means he respects the notion of fighting fair and honourably. He's governing himself in order to support the true spirit of mutual combat. And i got to tip my hat off to him. Ripdoor is just some Jurassic Park reject. Bash his tiny brains out. Yeah, you've got to say, Alex, those little boxing gloves, he could easily slash someone's face off or use his mouth. But he he, he says, nope, sir, we're going to have a a duel. Me and you, this will be a respectable boxing match. Ha ha. At arms with you. Yes, I can understand that. Dave McGee says, these guys would team up, start killing all of mankind and take over the world. Humans die. There is that argument, isn't there? I think that's what Ripto was made for. You know, the idea that these two could start... They've got, obviously, the sentience. What is it called? They've got the idea that they can think. That's pretty dangerous to give two raptors the idea to think. Like, one of them's thinking so much, you better put boxing gloves on. Humanity would be in trouble. I think they would be. Can you imagine an army of them? Fuck, we'd be absolutely dead. And Raging Demon... Hang on. Raging Demon's come up. Again, and said, oh, I'm triggered that so many misgendered Riptor. Just Chris. She's actually a lady dinosaur. Yes, Riptor is a lady dinosaur. Sorry. Ooh, need to have the facts right, don't we, Mr. Ranging Demon? Ooh, dinosaur friend. If you get that, what that reference is, I'll be very impressed. I don't think the Americans will. I think the Aussies and Brits will get that. Ooh, dinosaur friend. Um, All right, yeah, I'm, it's an easy one. I'm going with Alex. Obviously, Alex has to survive. Riptors get this brain smashed in. Why? Everyone loves fucking Alex. He's meant to be in Tekken 8, potentially his leaked DLC. Everyone loves fucking Alex. Because he's the god. And he's got a backward square punch, which is amazing. <laughs> Don't care what anyone says, that punch is fucking awesome. So, yeah, Ripdoor, you're getting your brain smashed in. Sorry, love. It's only right. You died a long time ago. Although, so did Alex. He's a raptor. Shut up. You know my logic. Okay, what have I been up to before we get to the game? Um... I'm trying to get a dog. I'm trying to get a dog. We want a family. We want to, you know, complete our little family and get a doggy. So we're trying to get that. I need to organize the awards this week, me. I need to speak to Captain N. And we need to have a chat about making the awards ceremony. Um, we need to get on with that. Um, I'm back to playing football, which is good. My arm held up. 
Um, I've done something to my elbow, but I managed to go back into goal. Didn't win, but either way, a lot of the lads are like, holy shit, without him, this be a cricket score. But yeah, my elbow's back. It's all strapped up, but it's all good. Um, Hiccups had me laughing. Hiccups had me in stitches the other day because we were going for like, what's everyone's full names? And like, you know, what, what's daddy's name? She doesn't really call me Dan, Daniel. She calls me Dan Dan. And I was trying to say, what's my wife's name? And she just suddenly went, mum. And I said, no, no, what's 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 mum's real name? She went, mummy. I was like, <laughs> well played. Well played, Hiccups. And she had her first dance performance. Oh, my God. It was so cute. It was so cute. Like, don't get me wrong, I had to sit there through hours of other dancing while she's only on for three dances. But what I loved about it was that her first dance, like, they come out on a line, and it was, oh, God, it was so cute. And she fell over when they were all walking around in a circle, and God bless her, she got straight back up. I always teach her never give up, and she got straight back up. No crying, just got up. And then as everyone's in a line, like, you know, doing the, the little dance following the teachers, she suddenly just breaks the line, goes to her friend, and then just says, Aurelia, Aurelia, your mum and dad are over there in the crowd. <laughs> I was like, that's class. Well done, Hiccups. Made me laugh so much. But then we had the dance, like a few days later with the dance party where everyone got the reward. I'm not doing that again. Fuck me. I was getting so overstimulated by the amount of kids and adults in there. Oh, and it went on for hours and hours. Like, fuck that shit. Oh, no, never again. Oh, absolutely not. All right, what have I been playing? Well, Paper Mario N64 is done. That's finished. Mega Man 2, finished on the NES. Done. Very quickly finished. That game can suck a dick, Mega Man 2. Fuck me, there were some rage moments in that one. And I've gone back to Breath of Fire 2. Gone back to Breath of Fire 2. Now, everyone fucking loves this game. Apparently, it's like a really good game. It... Just no. Just no. I will finish it. I will finish this goddamn game. I really will. I can hear Captain Enko. Because <laughs> he'll be covering it. Uh, All right. Before we get into the game, because I've been talking on long enough, let's get into your thoughts about Killer Instinct. Captain N says, graphically, this game was done. Sound, music, controls, all those were added to, and I couldn't agree more. You're a dickhead. You're such a bellet. And I love you for it. Raging Demon says, one of the only games that made me envious of people was an NES. As SNES, it was a great game. Eh, was it? Was it, though? Was it a good game? Hmm. Chris Copling says, Captain N makes a great point about how this game had everything he'd wanted to be to the hype machine for the Ultra 64. That attract screen makes music still drive... Sorry, that attract screen with that music still drives shivers up my spine. It was so cool. And Cinder is a broken piece of shit, so of course that was my main. I don't really think Captain N went into that depth, Chris. Obviously, you're looking between the layers that I can't see, but you'll have to tell me how you do that. And finally, Dave McGee says, I used to love this game. Then my buddy got really damn good, so I stopped playing. Combo Breaker! God, that was so good, wasn't it? Killer Combo! Ultra Combo! Combo! Oh, my God. So good. That was one of the best bits of that game. Killer Combo! I spent years practicing to do that voice. All right, okay, I've been talking long enough. Let us get into the game. We need to get into this. So, yeah, Raging Demon stopped by. We actually recorded this quite a while ago, uh, but I thought it was time that we unleash some Killer Instinct. And that's it. Yes, we had a good old chat. And as always, please go follow Killer Instinct and his 
Coke follow Killer Instinct. Go follow Raging Demon and his brother on the Command List podcast where they just keep it strictly to fighting games. Okay, that's it. Let's get into the show. I'm going to put some music on. And when I come back, me and Raging Demon are going to talk about Killer Instinct, which came out for the Super Nintendo in Europe on September the 21st, 1995. Fucking hell, I'm old. Returning is our fighting guru. It's Mr. Raging Demon. How are you, sir? I'm great, Danny. You you hyped up for this one? Oh, fuck off. Am I hyped up for this one? <laughs> Literally, you come up with some absolute crackers. You really have. And then you said, oh, let's do Killer Instinct. And we're not talking the arcade version. It's the fucking Super Nintendo version. It's like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Because the arcade version is at the time, was revolutionary. It blew our minds at the time when it came out, if you can Look, remember. Uh, oh, I, I can. And But people used to give Killer Instinct a little bit of shit because it was derivative, right? It wow. was, But I think people look, at it, look back on it now as, you know, a lot more fondly and with a lot more respect. You know, yeah. And uh, I... I really do rate Killer Instinct, and I always did. You know, I mean, I fought in the console wars for Sega, but this is a game. I, if I had a Super Nintendo, I would have bought it immediately, right? Yeah. And and I did play it. Like I, I played it back in the day. I don't know how the hell I got hold of a copy of it because I was a Sega kid. Um, but I will tell you, like that black cartridge, ah, oh, with full gore on the front. Holy shit, that was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I can't... That's what annoys me, kind of thing. Like, you got the black cartridge for um, Killer Instinct. Then you had the red car, car, uh, cartridge for Maximum Carnage. Maximum Carnage, yeah. Right. You think, and I was thinking about this in the car, surely Turtles should have got on this. Imagine TMNT 4 being green. Yeah, I don't understand why they didn't do more of that. Like, I mean, I know the Mega Drive had mostly black cartridges, but they mm. weren't all the same. You know, like they they did. I believe the Mega Drive cartridge for Maximum Carnage was also red. Was it? I'm pretty sure it was. I'm gonna have to find that because I I never played Maximum Carnage. I had this chat with my brother the other day because um, we were like, "What games should we do next?" And we're gonna do um we never we never played Maximum Carnage. We played Separation Anxiety. Yep. That's good. I played them both. I mean, I remember them being good, but they're probably, probably not. But oh, yeah. apparently they're I've hard. been told they do not hold up. That's all I've been told by my brother. Phil said don't hold up. So I look forward to playing <laughs> that again. Um, but this, like that black cartridge is full go. It just, like if you're going to promote a game just by image alone, mwah, just very well done. It was incredible. Yeah. And the thinking of obviously behind the black cartridge was it a middle of, middle finger to Sega? Was it uh, was it just to look dark and gritty or uh, you know I don't know, but it it looked cool and it came with the CD. I never got the CD myself. No, I've never seen. I, I, again, I've I never, never owned the game. I've but, never seen the CD. I didn't know there was a CD until this moment. So yes, I never had that. Never even saw well, the bloody thing. Because the music on the SNES is SNES music. They because. Uh, mm. 
I mean, from memory, this wasn't supposed to come out in the SNES. It came out at the end of the life cycle of the console. Yeah. And they really wanted to port it to the 64. Yes. Because uh, the arcade version references the Ultra 64, which was the working title of the 64, right? So they they clearly had to port it to the SNES because they w- it wasn't ready. So and yeah. I think that CD was to get the, the arcade music and it's very good music. You know, out to the, you know, just to help with the promotion. Well, that's because I think this was an N64 game and we weren't even at that stage yet. And because the arcade was incredible. Like you, you look at the arcade version of this and you look at the SNES version, it is night and day. It is incredible how different they look. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I, I, you know, I, I read a few reviews about, I did a little bit of homework on this getting ready for this and you know people are giving it shit and it's like well it's a snes at the end of its life cycle like i mean yeah it could have looked better i suppose but it's just it was that about to go to the next generation anyway i mean i think people are sort of overly harsh they have to look at what else you know fighting games had to offer on the home consoles at the time and it wasn't brilliant right in in you know retrospect when you look at it now yeah you know like we were just stoked to have it at home I think that was the thing because, like, okay, look, when you be basically you played the arcade version, yeah, that's an N64 title. Holy shit, looks incredible. But you were never going to get, if anyone ever expected they were going to get that on a SNES game, it's like, it's not going to happen. And it basically, the characters then just look like what they did in Donkey Kong Country. And it, you, you weren't going to get it. And I felt, you know, it, it does let it down. And I think this, some people would have moaned, I can understand that. But if you looked at, like, we covered... The Turtles, Turtles 2 on the arcade game looked incredible, but then it looked away on the NES and you're like, the fuck? But <laughs> people understood back then, well, of course it's not going to run like an arcade machine. It's an, it's, a, it's a NES and there was no complaints, but it seems people got a bit like, oh, why the fuck doesn't it look like the, the arcade version? I was like, because that's a much more powerful console than what you're playing with. Stop moaning. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, KI Gold that came out in the 64 was banging. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? It was KI2. It was KI2. It baffles me and it still baffles me. And maybe it's just a testament to this game and this series. that There's only been three of them. And it's like, and one of them was a remake. It's like, it's like, and that was what, 2013? And that's, that's it. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It really was like well, nine years ago, and that's the newest one. I mean, I don't know why they don't do more of these. Uh, and, and I'm not talking like annualize them and go all EA on them. I mean, but like, I don't understand why there's only been three. They all been well received. I think. You know? I think it's problem. I was thinking again, thinking about this in my in my car. Where I do most of my thinking is because it's currently under good old Phil. Phil Spencer's like in charge of all this. Of you know, it's under a Microsoft yeah. banner. I don't think if they released this game and it was Microsoft only, it would sell as well. They would need that to become multi-platform, and I think he's reluctant to do it. Yeah, and I think. You know, as a person, I prefer the Xbox to the PlayStation, but the PlayStation is where I do most of my gaming because it's got a stronger fighting game um, sort of pedigree. It's it's yep. not because I lo- yeah, it's just purely there's the servers have more people on them. There's more of it. There's a bit of a snobbery, so most people try to stay on the PlayStation. You know, there's a bit of that to it. So 
this franchise just lives exclusively on the Xbox and, you know, and it used to be on, on the Nintendo. And, uh, you know, I think they need to sort of guard it quite closely. I mean, the only other, th- it's on Game Pass, but I mean, that would be the only thing that would keep people on it, keep people playing KI on an Xbox, I think, is cross play and Game Pass. Yeah, um, I think you need crossplay. I just think yeah. you need it because you've got all the games. Look what's coming out. Street Fighter's coming out next year um, and probably Smash Brothers 27 will be coming out probably before Killer Instinct comes out. But Neverrealm will come out with something else. You've got um, King of Fighters around there. DB, And you look at them all, Dragon Ball Fighters, King of Fighters. These are mostly cross-platform games. You know, so you yeah. can't, and for Xbox, they need, unless this is like the greatest fighting game re-released, and I know there's a lot of hype with Killer Instinct, but unless they make it the best game ever that literally comes out of the consoles and possibly sucks your dick, you're going to struggle. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, I agree. And to be honest, the newest one still is pretty good. So, yeah, like, I, yeah, I've never played it, but I've seen videos of it, and I was like, wow, holy shit, that holds up. Yeah, I mean, it's got some great guest characters. It's got Rash. It's from from Battle Toads. It's got Armada. Yeah, you know, you know, I, I, it's not a this this series is not it's not a tech end. It's not a Street Fighter for me. I I don't have as many hours clocked on this one as I do those other friends or Mortal Kombat, which I I played a lot of Mortal Kombat Eleven. Yeah, but you know, but going back and playing this again and playing the arcade version and realizing this was hard as fuck and the combos were, com- well, not completely different, were quite revolutionary. Yeah, you know? because you could, it was not like the Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, you know, doing these huge combos. It was more, if you can just do the start of it, the computer's like, we'll take over, you're all right, we'll, we'll take over now, you're fine, which make it look really, if, if for some people it was like, oh, that's great, that's fantastic. For some other people, it was like, no, let me do the combo, I want to do it. Yeah, and look, it's for people who, I mean, at the time, fighting games were kind of pokey. Yes. They weren't combo-based. I mean, you were getting there with, like, in the 3D, the 3D fighters really pushed it. I think Mortal Kombat 3, those combos were sort of like um, pre-built combos. You type in the input and it just finishes it, right? It, it doesn't, the infinites weren't a thing really um custom combos were sort of in street fight alpha but they weren't really the same like it's it wasn't till sort of ki come along where that you could have you could keep doing a combo and if you didn't obviously have an ender to the combo it wouldn't register as a combo or you you had the anti-combo mechanic the combo breaker that combo breaker everyone knows it right and it's just a well-timed special move really but it interrupts it's like that first mechanic you see in a lot of fighting games now and they brought that first right and that even though like i called it derivative early that's what everyone was saying about it because it was basically street fighter special moves with mortal kombat fatalities and enders and, and humiliation and all those other things it had which was basically straight up inspired by mortal Kombat. Uh, well and... y- y- it definitely was inspired by mortal Kombat. when you hear the freaking plot of this story that sounds like mortal Kombat because that's because it was <laughs> essentially well, um they midway were involved yeah well i mean it, it's a kind of that trope right and you see it you see it's a big bad ultra tech and it, like or the like you see with virtual fighter it's the j syndicate with with Tekken, it's the Machine Zaibotsu or G Corp or whatever, you know, it's and Shadow Law in um Street Fighter, it's that big bad organization 
only way we can beat them is winning this fighting tournament, you know, yeah. and all, all the characters were straight up more creative in Killer Instinct, I must admit, but still the tropes, right? Yeah, they were all the tropes, but I think with the one thing, okay, so for those who don't know, there is a plot and it's probably a little bit more, has a bit more, uh, there's not a lot of meat to it. And essentially, it's like this big corporation called Ultratech, and they do a load of freaking weird experiments, and they run a fighting game tournament. But the thing is that every single character here is linked to Ultratech in some way. So there's always like a like a link either they want to fight for them, they want to fight against them, but the Ultratech are the reason that they're there. And I thought, okay, that's pretty fair enough because in like the Street Fighter games, they weren't all there for a reason of fight Shadowloo. You know, like Zangief wasn't there to fight Shadaloo. He wasn't, you know, Guile was. No, nah, Kuma's there for just for the fights. They were just there for the fights. Whereas here, they all had something to do with this with this Ultra Tech, but they were after what, like, to try and get between dimensions. Uh, and I was like, oh, fuck me. You can tell Midway got involved here. And I was like, right, okay, <laughs> if you do this, if you do this, 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 this is what sells games. Make dimension shit. And then you need a scorpion and a sub-zero, so you can't have them. So we'll give you a fireman <laughs> and an ice man, but they're not scorpion sub-zero. We've got to make that fucking clear. And you know what? They're straight up palette swaps, but they've got nothing to do with each other. Like, and this is what makes me laugh is like you've got Glacius, right? He's literally the first alien to be abducted by a human rather than the other way around, right? Yeah, yeah, and he was. Yeah. And Cinder's just a fucked up. Like criminal, ex- like explosion or some shit that turned him into a fireman. Yeah, you know, it, I love, I love, I love some of these plot lines, right? And not a single. Do they not all realize that they could probably just team up? No, of course not. Well, you've got like some of these characters. You've got um, the werewolf who can basically has what was it? His, his condition, which I thought like was or something like like lycanthropy i was like okay so Saberwolf is gonna basically um that he, he's going to them because he believes they've got a cure they've got a rip door a velociraptor which has been cloned by ultra a lot of action going up in the head of the raptor though is there it, it, this fucked up raptor you've got spinal who's just basically a skeleton and basically been brought back from the dead you've got tj combo a pissed off champion who had body implants um, and then you've got full gore, this cyber, you know, cyber cyborg, you should say. And the others are normal humans. And I was like, for fuck's sake, every it's like, who the fuck like is in their scientific division? And it's like, right, so you're gonna join the science team. Okay, do you wanna do you wanna specialize in werewolf cures, raising the dead, uh possibly making human Look- torch? or robot raptors, or killer cyborgs? Which which department do you want to go into? Well, do you know what department they, they don't have? They don't have an oversight committee. They really do not. They just really just go, what What do you want to work on? Just pick something. It's got to be fucked up, though. Otherwise, we won't approve it. But, like, yeah, yeah, you can clone fucking dinosaurs. Go yeah. for it. You can... This, I mean, Spinal's a pretty shitty character, <laughs> I must admit. It's very unimaginative. He's just uh, a skeleton. He's just a skeleton yeah. with a sword. I was like, I'll do. But Bye. the rest are great. This, some of them are great. Like Fulgore's. Fulgore is incredible. I think him alone sells the series. He just looks so freaking... How bad does he look? He looks badass. And look, he should be the final boss. 
he he has he is a final boss territory. Not he them. should be the boss, and that's what uh, one of the criticisms I have for this game. He does look scary as shit. I've got to give yeah. him that. He is terrifying. Like everyone, he said, yeah, they've got the TJ combo. Everyone's got to have a wrestler. <laughs> not a wrestler, a boxer. There's boxer, always like, yeah. a boxer of some sort, hasn't there? Keeping with the uh, the times, right, the 90s, they were totally ripping off Mike Tyson again, just like Oh, God, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think... Uh, <laughs> I think overall, like they they were very diverse roster. I mean, I mean, there's only one there's only one female character, but that was quite normal for the '90s in a fight game. Yeah, it was. But, but just the they're very imaginative, obviously, except for Spinal, which is kind of like I would just have a skeleton. Yeah, that'll do. You know? I said, yeah, that'll do. That's all you need. And he doesn't bleed from memory, so that's actually quite good because that Immortal Kombat would totally, if he, they had a skeleton, they'd still bleed, right? Oh, yeah. That's the kind of janky shit that Mortal Kombat had. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think the characters are great. They they make real, like, they fully lean into it, how how silly it is, right? I mean, you've got to. I think if you don't, what's the point? If you go about and say, you can't criticise us for being silly, then it would come across stu- stupid. But, no, they, they full go at it. I was like, okay, fair play. If you you know what you are, you know what you're trying to be. And that's the thing, they weren't trying to be Street Fighter. They weren't trying to be Mortal Kombat. They were trying to be diverse. We said this about Fatal Fury. They tried to be something a little bit different. And they tried to put their own little things in to make them stand out and make them unique. And Because if they were just straight up clones, they would just be swept up by the other two. Yeah, look, I think the um, just the game itself plays really well, and and they did they did make a good fighting game because when I think of Mortal Kombat, at least the first two, they weren't great fighting games. They yeah, were Mortal, good, but they, but they weren't good. Street Fighter. Street Fighter was quality the moment it started. Yeah, and I think straight, I think um, sort of Mortal Kombat three was some new mechanics start to come in. It starts to get a bit more complicated. That. KI did that straight away. You know, like they went in, they go, look, we're going to have all that fucking, all the finishes and all that sort of shit. But we're also going to have proper combo system. Yeah. That takes actual skill to perform. Like, Because, I mean, I think I can probably do a 10, 11, and that's about it, right? I, I can do the ultras. I used to be able to do the ultras and stuff like that. But, like, I, I can't. I, I, my um, sort of... I haven't got a, a like as anywhere near as much experience with Killer Instinct as I do with the other other fighting game franchises. But I thought you were going to say dexterity. I haven't got the dexterity in my thumbs anymore. Oh I'm no, I could no. I, I mean, I could definitely, definitely with time get the hang of it. it it's just oh, when I went back to it, I'm like this is actually really cool and interesting to try and master. Um, and like I said, if you don't finish with that special move, like it doesn't even. Go. It doesn't even give you any props for doing the fucking combo. <laughs> no, gives you nothing. Gives you now. Yeah. Like the one thing I'll say about the combos. Okay, so first of all, yeah, combos. Uh, they look flashy, but we know why everyone does the combo, and that's just for the guy on the on the microphone, just for the announcer. Because I, I did this as a DLC. It is one of the best sounding DLC um, voiceovers I've ever heard in my life. Sure. Yeah. You know the moment you hear Ultra Combo, you know what game it's off. You just know. Oh, it's brilliant. And I tell you what, if they'd ever tried to make a 
fucking Mega Drive version, that would not have landed well. That, that sound card, the the SNES is the only sort of it can only just do it justice, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I that's that's everyone remembers that about this game. You know, where I remember playing this at my friend's house on the Super Nintendo. It's just that, like, like you said, and it's all different kinds. And then even when you win, it's like supreme victory. You know, like it, it fucking pumps you up the whole time. Yeah, he's like, there's so many different variations you could say of combo. It's not like you know three or it's like six or seven different ways of getting the word combo. I was like, what what word are we going to use? Ah, fuck it, ultra combo, super combo. That'll do. Keep making more. Just put combo at the end of it. It'll sound cool. It'll be fine. Great. Have we use fantastic yet. Use awesome. Okay, we use awesome yet. Use supreme. You know, like yeah. And it's just you're right. I can't. I don't. I can't even list how many there are. I've got Wikipedia up just as, but I don't think even that's going to say. It probably will if I read the whole thing, but I can't be asked. But it was, yeah. it was just, I guess, I honestly, that's one of the one of those games where you hear one line from it, everyone go, "Well, new knows the games." That's from Killer Instinct straight away. And again, there were only three of them. Still, still bear that in mind. There were only three Killer Instincts, and yet it still has that popularity. What does that say about our legacy? And that's what, oh, that's what scares me. This, that, it's it's, it's got that cultish following too. Like, oh, it definitely has a cult following. Hundred percent has a cult following. I think if we saw Ki, everyone lose their fucking mind. I know it was you mentioned as well. It had the finishes and it had all like the the fatalities. Oh yes, the fatalities. And I think they wouldn't have been allowed to get away with this if Midway hadn't given them permission to do it. Um, they were nowhere near as like good as as Mortal Kombat. They were toned down, shall we say. They didn't even seem to make a lot of sense. Fucking one of Jay goes, he drops a car on him. Like, yeah. <laughs> he does. How he and why? Drops the car, yeah. It's like, what was it? That one, I, I, I was playing it today and I did that one. I was like, why? Yeah. Why, <laughs> why, why do that? Riptor eats them. Eats one of them. That makes and sense. Then, and then you see him like fart and burp. I was like, oh, she, sorry, fart and burp. It's a girl. Um, oh right, two female characters on the roster. Yeah, Rip, ripped as a woman. Ripped R as a woman. Um, but yeah, what was the was the the girl's name and uh, Black Orch Black Orch? Oh, Black Orchid. Yeah, Fuck me. There's no way you get away with that shit now. She gets her tits out, and and you and all the characters' eyes but pop out like a cartoon character, like the mask. And they die from shock. There is no <laughs> way you're getting away with that shit now. Well, that was the rumored fatalities in Mortal Kombat, right? And yeah, they actually put the boobs in. out. And were the cone boobs the like a fucking piss taker Tomb Raider? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think they probably the, were. Yeah, right? you could get. Um, yeah, that was always like a, a thing. It was like, oh yeah, if you go to this part of the mansion, Lara gets naked. <laughs> Yeah, what, what would you have seen? What would it just be like pixelated boob? Well, even what kind of fucking secret agent is she anyway? Like, I mean, it her stage is like a fucking nightclub. Well, that's the look. If she's getting her tits out, then what's she learning? What that's 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 a way to kill people. Clearly, she's learned that at the club. <laughs> I can't think of anywhere else where you learn that. I I get it as like. And why a thing. does it work on Fulgore? Yeah. Why Why does it work on? He's or, a robot. Or yeah. It shouldn't work on any of these any of these things. Like I get it as like a small kid when it came out. I'd be like, holy shit, tits! But you know, as an adult, I'd be like, okay, they're lovely. Thank you. But 
It's not my... Okay, thank you. Do you know what I forgot was in this game, though, when I played the... I don't know if the SNES version has this, but when I played the arcade version, I didn't finish them off quickly enough, and they came back to life and fucking beat me. I was like, what the fuck? They came back to life? No, use a voice... Like, there's... There's a way when, you know, when it's danger and it's like that finish him screen. Yeah. Yeah. There's a way to come back to life and have just enough health to keep fighting. I never knew that. It's like a reverse mercy. You know, with the mercy, you can give them a little bit of help, then beat them. It's the ultimate fucking diss if you do that online. Now that it's the other way around and you can, you can fucking come back to life and win. I never knew that. And that everything is... I've seen in the arcade was in SNES, in the SNES version so far from what I've seen. Like I'll give them credit with the with the SNES version though. They they did put all the things in. Well they did. Yeah, well that's the thing they tried to make it. I think they realized you end of the console's life, let's try and literally put everything in there that they could. But maybe maybe it was it too much. I don't know, because as I said the character models look you know what I looked at them when they just look like they've come from Donkey Kong Country. Well, it was rare. Oh, it's so. got rare all over it. It's got rare, rare all over it, yeah. Yeah, it even sounds like a little golden eye, like, you know? <laughs> you know, think it about does. It. Yeah, yeah, you can have that one. Yeah, there's a little bit of golden eye in it. Yeah, and uh, this, um, I was thinking of something else about this game that I, um, oh, yeah, they, they did, they were going to make a sequel for this for the SNES as well. And apparently they got pretty close and it looked quite good. But then obviously they got told to scrap it because it probably would have cannibalized some of the sales and people upgrading to the 64. Yeah, it would have been stupid with the N64 on its way. Like, But I remember the box art for the N64 uh, Killer Instinct Gold. I never played Killer Instinct Gold, but the box art for that was incredible. Um, it had Fulgore, Fulgore fighting against somebody. And that, I think it was Jago. That just looked awesome. I was like, again, yeah. how to sell a bo- how to sell a game, put him on the, the front. The box art was good. And I mean, I I never had, like I said, I never had the SNES and I played this at my mate's house and I rented it and take it over there and stuff. I had the Game Boy version and that obviously it's Game Boy. Oh, so a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people give, it, give it shit. But the thing is, of the ga- fighting games on the Game Boy, it's probably the best one I played, you know? And, you know, for me, it was just like, at least I've got it. Like, at least I can play Killer Instinct. And then I got I got the 64. That was my first Nintendo console. I mean, if handhelds were one thing, everyone had a fucking Game Boy. But Correct. The, the N64, I mean, and then I, I fucking played the shit out of KI Gold. And then I never played it again, obviously, because there wasn't another sequel until... Well, it's not even a real sequel. It's just a reboot, but it, not just a reboot. It's an amazing game, but yeah, it's just it's one of those one of those um those game franchises. Like it was amazing when it came out. Like it it looked good, sounded good, played well. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I I'm waiting on where's the we'll try and find the Killer Killer Instinct Gold. Okay, so how many copies the Killer Instinct Gold sold? This sold four million. The Killer Instinct. One yeah. ref reception. Uh, have not got sales. That's really annoying. Oh, f- apparently okay. it was the fifth best-selling video game of 1996 shopping Christmas season. So it obviously did all right. Yeah, look, I mean, I think it would have done all right regardless of how well the N- you know the N64s. 
wasn't super successful and it did it you know it's basically sold lots of copies of the same games because it didn't have a ps1 type library did it but no that's i think that's the problem this had got this has got to be a top top 10 if not top five sort of selling game in my you know i'd be surprised if it wasn't i mean for for the n64 you might say all the mario games probably fill the top like Smash and Mario Kart and all that, and Mario Party probably fucking fills up the top five. So probably out, probably be top ten. But I reckon of the top ten, it would probably be one of the only non Nintendo games in that top ten. I mean, and probably it'd be like Perfect Dark and Goldeneye, and so it would be rare in Nintendo, and that would be the only games in that top ten in my opinion. I've got, I've got the list up. I have the yes. list. Where did it end up? Ki. Okay, so what what did you think it was? Well, I'm going to say nine or eight. You are wrong. Okay. How bad is it? Let's go. We're still going down. Oh, shit. We're still going down. It's not even in in the (laughs) top. Not even the top. Okay, Wikipedia only goes to 46, and it ain't even in the top 46. Wow. Well, I mean, pre pre internet to an extent, you don't really find out what other people think that much, you know. Like, and I liked finding games, so, so probably maybe there's it looks like there. it didn't even sell a million copies. Well, I tell you what, I'm right about Gold Nines, and, and I'm right about Perfect Dark. I bet Gold Nine but, number three. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark number twenty. Well, that, well, I guess that was near the end too, wasn't it? And you needed the expansion pack, otherwise it wouldn't fucking work. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah. I just, I don't know. I Maybe maybe if they just held off. I don't know, maybe if they'd released it pretty quick, but maybe they were thinking, oh, well, the SNES version's just come out. We don't want to fuck that over. Because I think it, it, I think people, yeah, I agree, were a bit like, well, we've got an arcade version. Why don't we play that? But I was like, well, you, got, you can either play it at home or you can go, play in an arcade work out which one you want like don't get me wrong it's an, it, i i thought it was in it was it was it's better than fatal fury it's better oh yeah that. it's better <laughs> than that and then we but it does try something different is it as good as street fighter 2 and mortal kombat 2 no i, I don't think it is i'd say this is better than oh i'd say it's better to play than mortal kombat 2 but it's not better than 3 and mortal kombat 2's got a charm about it and the, the finishing moves are better in mortal kombat 2 yeah it has a, so that's, well, i i think yeah. the fatalities in this game are really poor i just think they they don't as i said they don't make sense i think they don't have that there's no real blood i think they were trying to be something something like it was like soft soft core fatalities Softcore Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how I'd see it as softcore um, Mortal Kombat because they didn't want to basically be it. Because if they'd gone full blood and full gore, people would have just said, You're a Mortal Kombat ripoff. And Midway probably would have said, We're not, well, we're not back in this project. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And I think it, it's, you know, it didn't need to do that. Like, as, as good as the fatalities and stuff in Mortal Kombat were and all of that stuff, it really. If you played that and played Street Fighter, you'd get over the uh, fatalities after a while, and you'd just go back and play Street Fighter, right? Yeah, you know, I yeah, yeah, Even I, as a kid. I agree, and that's the thing. I I feel bad for it. Like it did try new things, but yeah, is it? Am I put, putting this ahead of like Street Fighter Two Turbo, Super Street Fighter Two Turbo? No, uh, maybe Alpha, maybe Alpha, because that was dreadful on the SNES. 
Um, yeah, Alpha 2 could have been great on the SNES if they'd fixed that lag before the fight started. Yes. Otherwise, it was great. Like I, I, I've got it on the uh, virtual console on the 3DS, and I played it. I'm like, they probably should have fixed it on the virtual console, but they fucking didn't. They um, fucked it. Someone apparently fixed it, uh, figured out how to fix it, and it wasn't anything to do with the Super Nintendo's hardware or anything like that. It was just the way the game was developed and, and coded. Mm. They could have completely avoided it. And it would have, yeah. And then because I, I, everyone just assumed it was because it was just the Super Nintendo couldn't handle it. Oh, look, we've got, that. we've got that at the moment with Pokemon. People say, oh, it's because the Switch can't handle Pokemon. Nah, no. Shitty. Fucking game. Fucking. Shitty development. It'd be interesting when this episode goes live. Have Pokemon fi- has as Game Freak fixed that game? I'll be going on about this every freaking episode, people, until Game Freak fucking fix that game. Look, and I think people just give them the Pokemon pass, right? They, and this is this, and I, I just don't think people should. I think it, it's a billion dollar fuck. They make so much money. They've had so much time to make this game. I really don't see any excuse for it. Like it. I wasn't, you know, I've, take, I've taken the piss and made jokes about it being like a 64 game, but it's not that far off when you look at some of the graphics. No. Like it's, it looks like, yeah, like in, in the Discord, someone said, oh, no, that's harsh. It's, I think it was Chris. He goes, that's harsh. It's more like a GameCube game. Yeah, it is. It is more like a GameCube game. It is more like a GameCube game. It's, oh. Oh, it's true. Dude. I've just, but, I'm just looking at the Killer Instinct gold box again. Oh, brilliant. Fuck me, that's so good. If anyone gets a chance, look at the artwork for Killer Instinct Gold. Don't worry so much about Jago. Just look about how good Fulgore looks. He is. He is tits. Yeah, you come up against... And it's got... Well, it's got Tusk on it. What is the that? New guy. Oh, the new that's, one. That's on the on KI Gold. Honor. And then the cart's got um, Idol on it. Or no, Gargos or whoever that is. Just you just going like full gore. What a let I'm surprised we've not seen more of him because I, 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 you see full gore. Imagine going in front of full gore, you just straight up, I'm gonna fucking die. Like, I literally, this is how my life ends. Yeah, and two mounted armor plasma blades. I was like, you know, when you get the robots, those eyes, yeah, he just looks Battlestar Galactica robots is what it looks, what he looks like a little bit. Yeah, he looks scary as fuck. Like, he looks absolutely terrifying. Like, oh, I'm not going to... Jesus. Oh, do you know what else I liked about this game that I hadn't seen in a fighting game? It probably does. There probably is some old one out, obscure, more obscure one out there. Is You didn't have rounds. And I liked, no, you I liked, didn't. You got good value for a close fight because if you had a close fight, you could just one-hit them in the next round, quote-unquote, and then you're back to level, right? Yeah. And whereas instead of resetting the health bar and fucking you you know, like, I, I thought that was quite fair. Uh, and, you know, I like that kind of thing. I mean, I, obviously, I'm, I'm I'm, sort of here nor there. I, I, I like the classic health bar system as well, where you just win a close round, it resets. But, like, this was like, yeah, do you know what? That was a close round, and I shouldn't fucking have to, have to win a full round again. Yeah, I you know? agree. Yeah, I, I think, think that was... was actually cool. Idea. And again, yeah, they were trying something different, weren't they? They were trying to say, this, look, this is what we do. This is what Street Fighter do. We're trying to make ourselves a little bit different. We're going to make ourselves stand out there. And why not? I think, yeah, if you had the round thing, people might be like, well, oh, it's, it's just another copy. But no, they tried something a little bit different. And that's still part of their their model now, isn't it, with those life bars? It hasn't changed. It's They kept it. And, and so they should. And I believe you can... Um... 
there's a special kind of humiliation you can do if you get them if you get them down to zero on both bar on one bar, or or without yeah, um, or without losing any health. So there, there's some little things in this game that I thought were like, um, kind of cool, and even like telling you the cheats, like when you beat the game. Oh really? Yeah, I think that was cool. Like you know, like I believe the arcade port does it, and then Super Nintendo port when you beat it, if you don't do it on hard, it fucking basically tells you to do it on hard. Basically, calls you a chump and says, "Fucking do it on hard." <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> just just rips you. The game starts picking on you. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I, I can't remember exactly what it says, but the game does sort of go like, "Yeah, you know, if you can, like, you know, otherwise, just you know, be a be a wimp. Don't do it. You know, be a bitch and quit. You know, and I even the sort of like the story elements of the game where you beat the game with each character it gives you a bit more than just a screen so i mean you don't just get a still shot of the character and then some words in this you get a little bit more which for the time was a lot so like i mean you get a little bit of a a video and you know you get several you know um, screens of text and that sort of and some of them are really quite funny these endings i know they reuse a lot of the uh you can see they use the sprites are exactly the same and they reuse a lot of the moves and stuff from the game, but they turn it into the video. So like the TJ combo, he's he's just driving around in his car with his boxing gloves on, of course, because how else would you drive course. the car? Why yeah. else would you be able to do that? Yeah, standard, isn't it? Yeah, and you can see they've taken one of his punches and made it look like he's holding the steering wheel and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, but it's a bit more than just a screen with some text like you saw with Mortal Kombat and that sort of thing, or Street Fighter, where it just shows them at the end on the stage. Yeah, doing nothing. And some, yeah, oh, and so some animated it... sort of screens, and that's it. Some, at some least like they're screens. Yeah, and and you know what? I watched them. I watched the endings before this, and it was actually uh, like Spinal becomes a movie star. Riptor lays eggs, and then they take that dinosaurs take over the world. You know, it's it, there's some really fucking funny ones, right? But baffling, although in canon, uh, Ripdor died. So like, that's grim. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, Saberwolf gets his uh, gets his cure and stuff and gets turned into a human. But, you know, that's it's a shame that hasn't actually happened. <laughs> no, it's like canon. <laughs> no, it doesn't happen in the, in the canon. Oh, he doesn't. Nope. Yep, and Fulgore's ending is probably the most dire of all, right? Like, what was this one? Oh, he's just an assembly line of Fulgore units getting produced to take over the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Terminator all... 2 was he's very... Like Terminator 2, so he's like a test subject, isn't he, really? Yeah, and that was very uh, in vogue at the time. Oh, so, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah and it just um, Glacius fixes his ship and fucks off. I mean, if I was Glacius, though, I would have come back with a bit of firepower. I was going to say, with a bit of firepower or ice power... Oh, and yeah, boom, boom. And just annihilate <laughs> everyone. Yeah, fuck you, you bastards. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, this game, I think, yeah, it gets it's getting a, a bit of a revision on, you know, its legacy these days. But, yeah, I, I really, really rate Killer Instinct. And I always did, even when I was on Team Sega, you know, like, and we couldn't get it. But, yeah, I mean, it's Killer Instinct, you know, it's... It, fantastic games and i think they should should you know there should be more entries in the franchise than just three yeah i think 
it's a bit of a crying shame, isn't it? That we we probably well, we might hear something, but I just hope it's not going to get left behind. Well, if you then had to score this one out of ten, the the Super Nintendo version, what would you be giving it? <laughs> oh, um, this is always tricky when you talk about an old game, right? Because it's like at the time you'd be thoroughly impressed with this game, but now you're like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of janky. Oh, I, I'm gonna. It's one of the elders, so you've got to pay your. You got to be respectful. Pay to your, your elders, respect. Right? <laughs> yeah. So to me, I'd just give this a fucking eight uh, for a Super Whoa, Nintendo holy game. Holy shit! You know, that's a that's a for the time score. You know that. You know, if I was to score this and compare it to all the modern fighting games, you're getting a fucking four or something. But like, no, it's. I think I'm going to give this an eight I, for the Super Nintendo. This is one of the best games in the library. See, so, I'm, oh, I'm not. I'm giving it a six, and I'm oof. saying it's not one of the best games in the library because I still think that the other Mortal Kombat's come ahead of it. So, Mortal Kombat and Streets of Street Fire comes ahead of it. I still think that hell. I put Gundam Dual Assault. Beat that. I put Gundam Dual Assault ahead of this game. <laughs> You're so harsh on it. I, I yeah. thought I'd be the harder one on this, but like, yeah, I. I don't know, because if I give this an eight, what can I give Ultimate Mortal Kombat on the SNES? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. You're locking 7. it in. 7.5. 7.5. <laughs> Jesus so Christ. Give, so I can give you MK3 an eight. Oh, for sake. <laughs> well, sir, I, I do appreciate having you on. Uh, new and you said Killer Instinct. I was like, well, there's his run. He's wrecked his run. It's all good. But once again, mate, thank you very much for coming on, and I can't wait to have you on again soon. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, I'm down to do any fighting game, even one I haven't played. I'll just fucking play it. Good, good. We'll pick. We'll pick one. We'll pick one. Neither of us have played next time. Whoa, the retro fighting game. Neither of us have played. We'll have or a thing. Might be we'll... That, we might be getting into deep water. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we'll have a think off air and see what we can come up with. Yeah. All right. All right, I'll mate. Speak to you soon, then, mate. Yeah. Have a good one. And that was episode 96 of Killer Instinct. Thank you very much for everyone for listening. I hope you had a good time. And thank you, Mr. Raging Demon. I hope you had a good time as well. And I really like you having on the show. Next week, we'll be seeing you soon because obviously I've left this pretty late. But until then, you all take care of yourself. I've been Danny. Take care. Goodbye. <laughs>